The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Today on Watching Your Wealth, financial steps women need to take after a divorce. This is Watching Your Wealth from The Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Stacy Francis is a financial advisor and founder of Francis Financial. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Great to have you. So when a woman and her spouse decide to divorce, what's the first financial step they need to take? Well, the first financial step is getting educated about your entire financial picture, understanding how your current lifestyle costs, but also understanding your assets, those uh, investment accounts that you have, retirement accounts, as well as the liabilities. So that's credit card debt, mortgages, maybe even lines of credit. Really important to understand where you are today and also know what you need to ask for going forward for the future. So what's a way to do that? Kind of compile everything in an Excel spreadsheet or something? or. You can use whatever tool or method is right for you. There are some people that are happy with the old uh, notebook and pen. There are others that will use Excel spreadsheets. And then there are also great templates and uses uh, software such as Mint.com where you can actually connect it to your accounts. So we don't really care about the method that you use. It's more important just that you, again, get a really smart picture of how much you're spending, how much is coming in, and what those assets and debts look like. Now, if you're divorcing or divorced already, what do you do about joint accounts if you still have some of those sticking around? So joint accounts are something that you really need to think very carefully about because if you don't close the account, it can be very um, very much a case where your joint partner could possibly close that account. So what you want to do is talk to your person that you're working with that happens to be your matrimonial lawyer and ask them, should I move a portion of the money that's in the joint account to an account that's solely in my name to make sure that you have access to that cash? But again, always talk to your matrimonial lawyer so you don't take too much, too little, and also so that you don't do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Good point. you got to think about ta- things like taxes and, and all that good stuff, or bad stuff. <laughs> what should we do about um, a credit score? Because I feel, I heard often that some women don't have credit in their own name. So how do we go about building that once we get divorced, if we don't have it already? You know, credit scores are the dirty, dark secret of marriage. Often we open up joint accounts, not realizing that we might only be a signatory on that credit card account. That means that we're not building any type of our credit. And we don't find out until we're separating that we're trying to rent a place and we have no credit score, get a a credit card in our name or even a cell phone. The most important thing you can do as you're putting together your financial life is to order your credit report from annualcreditreport.com. That's free. And then also get your FICO score. Your FICO score is going to come from myfico.com. Got it. Any other steps we can take to build our own financial identity? Really important to take control of the financial reins. Uh, For most individuals, they've had a a pretty active role with regards to paying expenses, managing the household bills, but they've not been involved with the longer-term financial picture. And the decisions that you're going to be making about over the next couple 
months and, and unfortunately maybe even the next couple of years during the divorce process are going to be not only about where you are today, but also about the future. So get smart about your investments, what you need, what you have, and what you don't have. You said one mistake is that sometimes women or people who are divorcing decide financial issues one at a time. And I kind of understand why they do that because they might feel overwhelmed. Is there, uh, you said this may not be the best thing to do though. It's true. Um, If you go to the doctor and let's say you have a a problem with your shoulder, your doctor is going to look at your shoulder, but your doctor also might look at other parts of your body. Maybe uh, you're, you're not sitting properly. Well, it's the same thing with your finances. You can't look at just alimony or just child support without also looking at things such as your expenses, the value of your home, the mortgage on your home, the amount that you have in retirement or non-retirement, how much you've had saved for, for college or lack thereof. It's very important when you look at your picture that you look at your whole financial picture. That's a great point. I heard another mistake people make is they put too much stock in what their lawyer says when it comes to their financial future. And that seems like that could be a a real issue because lawyers and financial advisors do two very different things. Lawyers and financial advisors do two very different things, and each of them has a really important expertise. And I would definitely say that any divorce can benefit from both financial education from a certified divorce financial analyst, but also definitely you need that lawyer. You should not be representing yourself in any way. Never um, pro se. Make sure that you have a great lawyer that's looking out for your interests. And and Veronica, I really want to stress that. Your interest, your goals. Make sure you understand your interests and your goals and not take those of the professionals that are advising you. That's a good point because some lawyers, some divorce lawyers I've heard just really want to fight. They really want to get into it. And that might not be your style. And that also may not be the best thing for your financial interest. So you got to pick the lawyers that are going to reflect your value, as you said. That's a really great tip. Uh, In terms of taxes, I want to go back to that for a second. What should we be thinking about if we're divorced and we've got taxes to pay? So the biggest eye-opener for a lot of individuals after a divorce is that alimony that you receive is typically taxed. So any dollar you receive in alimony, you're going to have to pay federal, if they're state, and and maybe even city tax, Social Security and Medicare. So that $1 could easily be reduced to $0.60 after Uncle Sam has had his share. Often that's not something that we think about when we're thinking about for the future and managing our budget. So it's really important to understand that the person receiving alimony is going to have to pay taxes. The person paying alimony is going to have a wonderful deduction on their tax return. It could be that it makes more sense to pay more in alimony if the person paying has a high, high, high tax bracket and the person receiving has a very low tax bracket. You essentially are arbitraging the system. And Uncle Sam, while I don't like him at all, in this case, he's actually giving you more money to go around as as a family unit. Interesting. Thanks, Stacy. Would you stick around and take our divorce quiz? I would love to. I'm excited to hear what you're going to ask. All right. Thanks. You stick around, too. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. 
For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with financial advisor Stacy Francis, who's going to take our short divorce quiz. You ready, Stacy? I am. I'm sitting on pins and needles. All right. What's the best divorce advice you ever heard? The best divorce I ever heard, the advice as far as that goes, is to get savvy about your money. Definitely 100% understanding what you have, what you don't have, and what you need. Good advice. Worst divorce advice you ever heard? Worst divorce advice that I've ever heard is, you know what? You'll be fine long term. Just take whatever's given to you on the first proposal. No, no. Negotiate, ladies. Fill in the blank. A divorce can buy? A divorce can buy freedom and financial security. Fill in the blank. A divorce can't buy? A divorce cannot buy freedom and financial security unless you actually have done some planning. Good point. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? A million dollars after tax, I would pay down my mortgage. I know that's so boring. That's so boring. But I have a jumbo mortgage. And while I know financially, it's good to have a big mortgage, especially if you're low interest rate. It would help me, though, sleep better at night. And some sometimes emotions trump financials. I hope you win the lotto. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, thanks, Stacy, so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at DowJones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.